Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk, 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 and I'm Tim. Uh, today, Tim, very special episode. We've got uh, our interview with uh, Trent McLaren. Yeah. From Practice Ignition. Yep. He is a thought leader. Definitely is. Yeah. Um, well, he, he won uh, an award called that. 2017 yeah. Accounting Industry what Thought Leader of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in our chat with him, it was, um, yeah, it was a very insightful guy. He's got a lot of uh, leading leading edge ideas. A lot of it is targeted at accountants, but the same things apply to small businesses. And, yeah, for sure. And I loved a lot of his ideas and insights into how to, how to make the most of things. Yeah, I think it was uh, definitely a good podcast for anybody to listen to. Um, you know, it's really good to hear him talk specifically about, you know, finding people who know more than you in areas rather than having to be, you know, the expert in, in each area. Yeah, uh, finding the wizards, as he called it, the wizards to uh, you know to to give you the information that you might need. You know what, Dan? I do love a good wizard stick. So. <laughs> you do. I've got a few pictures <laughs> from uh, good old high school days, Tim, with you with a wizard stick. <laughs> and if you're not sure what that is, then it's a bunch of cans that you've drunk all taped together. Yes, to form a nice long wizard's staff. Yes, you shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim. Yeah. Uh, What's the what's the Tim and Danlow? What's your Tim and Danlow this week? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give me the answer. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you were just stating that. No, <laughs> no, I want you to answer it. Now, the Tim and Danlow, um, mine is actually um, pretty excited for this weekend, Dan. Mm, what's that? Well, as you know, I played a bit of AFL in the past. You have for the, yep. the mighty Terrigal Panthers. Yeah, that's right. And. Um, I wasn't uh, great. I was a bit of a Rezzy's, Rezzy's hack. Yep. And you, you gave uh, it a go and that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right, Dan. Thanks for with a big <laughs> smile on your face saying that. Uh, under 12's most improved for July saying that to me. Thank <laughs> hey, you. Hey, Tim, that was for the entire month. Right? <laughs> the month of July. I improved the most for the entire <laughs> month. Go on. Oh, you still have that on your fridge, that award. But. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so uh, anyway, reserves is into the grand final. So is first grade, which I'm stoked about. The wow. reason I'm not as excited about first grade is because they've won like five of the last seven yeah. in, the, in the Hunter Black Diamond AFL comp. Yes. So the reserves is a big deal. It's been like 16 years since we won the last Rezies grand final. Wow. The problem is the best players are always taken up in the first grade, which was never a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you could have potentially played in this grand final. I could have if I was still... Still having a kick. And, yeah, uh, if you weren't uh, Robocop in the shoulder region. Yeah. I mean, that could make me stronger. Who knows? Yeah. For those who don't part know. Man, part machine. Yeah, d- Tim, Tim broke a collarbone playing AFL a few years back and oh. now has a big metal plate across his collarbone. That was my fateful last match. Yeah. Also, the start of my addiction to green whistles. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, what's your other th- uh, Dan Lowe? Dan? <laughs> uh, what's my Tim and Dan Lowe this week? My Tim and Dan Lowe is I went to go see the Book of Mormon on yes. Tuesday night. 
which is very funny. It's the second, second time, time I've seen it, actually. <laughs> uh, the first time was with you. Uh, the second yep. time, though, uh, we bought tickets for Katrina's mum's birthday and, and went along with her and her family. And yeah, it was great. Just I probably enjoyed it even more the second time. Uh, I think you really appreciate the subtleties, you know, when you when you go back to the beginning. It's like watching a movie the second yep. time. You go back to the beginning and you, you actually start to pick up, oh, geez, this is where they started to set that joke up. Yep. It was a half hour before it paid off. Like, yeah. And you can see it really start to um, evolve as it goes. And then, the, you know, the second half just really ties it all up. And yeah, no, it's, I thoroughly enjoy it. How did you find your reaction to the maggots in my scrotum part? I see. I actually liked it less the first time because really? at the very, you know, in, during the first time, I was like, "Man, they're really pushing this maggots in the scrotum joke." Like by the very, like during the very final part where they do the curtain call, he even does it then. Yeah, I know. and I, I just remember thinking, it wasn't as it wasn't funny enough to be repeated so many times. Like it was the least smart joke there is. But yeah, uh, I think what they did. It's, you know, when something's only funny because it's said so many times that yeah. then it becomes funny that you keep saying it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. And so, the second time that I've seen it, it became funnier because- You were expecting it. You were anticipating it yeah, and when then, it happened. And not only that, as I realized that this guy does that every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there um, a Simpsons episode where- um is it Bart or... Oh, yeah, uh, I didn't do it. I didn't uh, do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah so he's uh, the... Uh, I've got maggots in my scrotum. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine inviting your family along. That's your main lines four mm. times to say. Yeah, anyway. so uh, just a quick pong date. Pong date. Pong date. This is uh, where we update everyone, all of our listeners on the ping pong office championship. Yes. Uh, so, as you recall last week, I was in the pits. I was not going well. I'd lost the last few weeks. Uh, Tim had finished off the week, but we were yet to play the grand final. Good news. Uh, <laughs> I won the grand final. Uh, convincingly. 21-9. Convincingly, I, I won that grand final. Oh, I, th- I smacked Tim. Like, he pulled his pants down and I smacked him. You know, Real hard. Every once in a while, Old Faithful runs out of steam. And that's, the sort, <laughs> that's what happened last week. Okay. Yeah, well, Old Faithful wasn't very faithful this week. Uh, I don't know. He was, so he, he was back at it. I, I carried that... Uh, that momentum under Monday and I won my first two games against uh, Tim and Mikey. I've won my first game against Angie. Tim challenged that game. He won. I re-challenged. Halfway through that game, though, Tim was so frustrated in anger <laughs> that he broke the racket and we had to stop playing. Turn it up then. So Tell the truth. Tim broke the racket halfway through a game. The truth is I had too much power for the racket and it, it imploded <laughs> on itself. Uh, we're, we're talking about stuff we talked about with Trent. Yeah, no, you're right. We do cover this, <laughs> this again a, with Trent. We cover this, this again This is obviously a large issue for us. So, uh, yes. uh, we're so waiting on the... Now we only have one good racket. We're yeah. waiting on two more to come so yeah, we can so settle that match. <laughs> we've expressed posted some new rackets. Uh, hopefully they get here tomorrow. If you're listening, affordable tennis tables. Uh, <laughs> tennis table. Oh, affordable. Yeah. Portable TT. What is that? Just a quick plug for Portable them. Portable tennis table. Yeah, if you're listening anyway, please get that to us ASAP so I can yeah. finish beating Dan in that match. Yeah, so that's the, that's the Pong date. Um, moving on though, Tim, I believe you have a business update for me. Yes, actually, it's about self-managed super funds. Um, there was a important case that happened during the week. Um, this mm. one was actually submitted by Warren Garth. Yes. And... Your dad. Yeah, daddy. Um, so, basically... What happened was there was an auditor of this self-managed super fund. Mm-hmm. Um, they audited it each year as, as happens with self-managed super funds. Yes. They're meant to ask questions and make sure everything's above board. Correct. And that 
investments are liquid and, and safe. Um, and give I, some assurance. I, I invest in a lot of water. <laughs> My assets are all liquid. <laughs> Horrible joke. Horrible joke. <laughs> anyway, they give some assurance to um, members of self-managed super fund. Yes. That everything is above board. Correct. And what happened? This self-managed super fund, um, their advisor in <laughs> gave some loans to companies, related companies to the advisor. Mm. They reflected them as cash on the balance sheet. The auditor didn't sufficiently check off that, that they were indeed cash. Yeah, they basically they ticked the, the box. Yeah. They said they audited it, Ooh. lodged. Anyway, when those uh, unsecured loans to related companies of the advisor um, went bust, mm. as you can uh, expect they probably would have, um, the client was not too happy because they didn't know that this was happening. They were seeking assurance from the auditor. So, basically, it's gone to court. Um, first of all, the auditor was found to be in the right, mm. but um, there was an appeal by the clients and, uh, yeah, the auditor was found to be um, negligent of their duties, basic due care. Yeah, so. it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah, the audit, auditors really do have a lot of responsibility in, in yeah. these situations. And yeah. it, like a lot of people complain, oh, my bloody auditor asked me, I need this document and this document and this uh, document. But they need to. It's so important. They need to check it. Lesson, I mean, so it, provides, it provides us with... Um, you know, assurance that this industry is operating correctly. So, the lessons from this are make sure you've got a trustworthy advisor. Yeah. Whether that be your accountant or financial planner. Yep. um, And that they're using a third-party neutral auditor. Yep. That's that's going to actually do a proper check of the data. We work with auditors, Dan, and Mm -hmm. they are very stringent. And sometimes, like you said, it's really annoying. Yeah, but they are very stringent and they're They pick up on everything. Yeah. They pick up on everything. And so, what this article um, is actually saying is that in the future, self-managed super fund audits might be more expensive. But, I mean, there's already good operators like that, uh, like we're using in the space. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and so, I yeah. don't see them changing. No, Actually, I don't it's, either. It's an advantage and to them. They've made their systems very efficient. Yep. You know, they have really good uh, systems set up that are automated a lot of things, but then they check everything over and, yeah, no, perfect. They're Actually, great. Actually, they probably use a bit of technology to do that, right? I guarantee that they do. Software? Yeah. Would have been making Trent proud. Yeah, that, that, uh, that does lead us into our... Uh, our interview with with Trent McLaren from Practice Ignition. Yep. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys this interview. I thought it was really good. Yep. And uh, we'll catch you afterwards. Calculator. Good, 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 good. <laughs> uh. I was enjoying your dream guest list there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you saw it, did you? You found that. You're on yeah. there. Looks good. I mean, number three is not bad, right? It's yeah. You're only slightly behind Barack Obama, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't even think that's how you spell Barack, by the way. I think Dan made a typo when he wrote <laughs> Barack. 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 Barack Obama. Um, you see the hat up there at the top left as well? Yeah, you've. Uh, I feel very at home. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet merch. Bottle, the hat, it's all. Oh, oh look at that. <laughs> we got to get in on some of this bottle action. I feel a bit left out. <laughs> These are brand new. Like, they're a week old and we've got them specifically for staff at the moment. Yeah, um, nice. But I have a lot of people say that I'm like, Trent, but I pay your wages. I'm like, it's true. You do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, um, yeah, we've uh, well, probably the best place to start is just a bit of info about you. I reckon. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, well, I guess we've you know obviously uh, going through just your. Uh, um, LinkedIn page, you can see a little bit about you, but it'd be good to just to know and give people a little bit of a background. I mean, what the reason we exist is because we want to help small businesses essentially um, make their way through all of the advice they get from, you know, their uncle down the road or a friend they know yeah, that runs a business part, or yeah. someone who tells them the best way to do something. Yeah. Um, that's usually the pro- most problems we find uh, in that area. So uh, our purpose really is just to, to help people wade through all that information and, and make the most out of what's available yeah. these days. So w- with that in mind, I mean, uh, you're, well, was it 2017 a accountant industry thought leader of the year? Was that it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was uh, pretty good for a non-accountant. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was all real thing. I mean, I guess um, it kind of makes sense that possibly accountants aren't getting the thought leader of the year award. But hopefully, moving forward, there are some more actual, like, actual number crunching accountants winning that. But um, I think yeah. I'm the only non-accountant to ever win it because even the year before was a guy from the knowledge shop, and he was. I'm pretty sure he was an accountant. Yeah. Mm. And then Andrew, obviously, this year, who is actually an accountant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely gets, I get reminded pretty heavily that I am not an accountant. <laughs> but uh, but in, um, in saying that, yeah, you, you've had a plenty of uh, experience in the industry. Like you worked for QuickBooks Online for a few years, helping that kind of grow into what it is these days in Australia. Well, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, well, before I was at that, I was at a company called Eway, and that was all online payments, and I was the zero ambassador there. Yeah. My team leader ended up going to QuickBooks, and then when she was promoted, she backfilled her role with me because we'd had a good relationship and we'd worked really closely. Nice. And coming into that QuickBooks role was um, interesting because I'd built a good relationship with a lot of the zero partners at that stage yeah. in 2014. Um, but then coming in on the QuickBooks side, obviously there was a bit of um, resistance and you know all that sort of stuff from people yeah. that just didn't want to talk about it um, or talk to me about it either, which was fine because mm. you know um, we're just happy with zero. The biggest thing I guess I kind of learned through that is that at the end of the day, people still always will work with people and that customer service element that you bring to anything, whether it's your own firm or whether yeah. it's me at QuickBooks mm. um, or you know wherever I was at the time. Uh, yeah, if you're good to work with, then people will be happy to work with you, and they'll yeah. look at whatever it is got available to them if it matches where they where they're at at their time. And you know, it changed. Like people that didn't want to know me at first, you know, give it six months, twelve months, a year, two years. By that stage, you know, you've pretty much impacted and gone in front as many people as you could. And that was the whole point of getting into social media and doing what yeah. I could do. Yeah. Um, without trying to sound like a lazy bastard. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, no one likes that's what technology is all about. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if I, if I could uh, pick up a microphone and just scream it to a million people or 300 people or whatever, yeah. um, for me, that was social media. So, yeah. I used that as a platform to try and just reach as many people as I could yeah. in the best possible way, which was not, you know, here, come and learn about QuickBooks or here, come and learn about PI. It's always very much about things that you're interested in. Yeah. Um, with the yeah. exception of that webinar this morning that we did, but normally, you know, we'll run content on, you know, marketing for accountants, pricing for accountants, mm. um, how, to, how to build your firm. We just did a whole roadshow in June where we yeah. basically took Guy 
to every um, major capital city in Australia just to tell his story on how he built his accounting firm. Um, it had nothing to do with practice ignition at all, right? But that was still three weeks of time, money invested because part of our passion and value as a business is to support the accounting industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do that in ways of not just the tech, but then the content and the education to help for, um, firms be the best that they can be. Yeah, that's, that, that's huge for, I mean, that's huge for accountants and it's funny because the accountants are the one, um, and then that feeds through to their clients as well. Um, so I, I kind of see that as a, as a changing of the times, the accountants are, I suppose, learning more and being pushed into uncomfortable territory. And, um, as part of that, um, they're also moving towards, um, giving more advice and like personalized services to their clients, ways to help them work on their business as well. So I think that's definitely, definitely shining through with what you guys are doing and you're leading the market. Um, have you always found that you you've been an early adopter of things like of technology and, and, uh, (laughs) or is it just something that you in the last few years have, have come across? I think it's, like, I grew up on, I just, I'm a big sponge, right? Like, I'll just yeah. soak it up as much as I can. And then eventually, through the nature of that, I'll then twist it out and just, you know, tell everyone what I know at the same time. So, yeah. there was a lot of, like, learning, especially in the eWay QuickBooks era, where I was just learning as much as I could about everything. Yeah. But at the same time, there's, the only people I'm really learning from are other techies, not from accountants yeah. or other thought leaders, because they're really good at accounting. Yeah. Versus, for me, like, value prop probably lies more better in being better at technology. Yeah. Um, I and wouldn't say I'm... <laughs> yeah, well, that was the, the second part. But I think for me, I just try to be a really um, above average jack of all trades. So I tend to be really, really good at as many things as I can, but not necessarily an expert or a wizard. But my then job is to know who all the wizards are and just suck up and learn all their little um, hacks and stuff. So I've got a really good... Uh, marketing SEO guy in our team yeah. who basically for the last year I've been leeching all of his good ideas on like land pages, Zooms and yeah. or we saw our pre-con party for ZeroCon right and how many people have actually shared that yeah. thing online. Like, like 500 people click, yeah, we want to share this online. Wow. And that was just a last-minute decision of like, oh, yeah, I should have this page in because Christian said that was a good thing to do. Wow. So I did it. It's kind of the... You know, next thing you know, we had 900 registrations in four days. Wow. Yeah, I think that's, so, that's, definitely, um, that's definitely good advice for any business, really. You should, you should just find the people around you that know the these areas. Find the wizards <laughs> and take as much in as you can. And then, you know, small things that you might pick up along the way and just apply to your everyday business can just make huge differences. Yeah. And it was nothing to the person that you had a 20-minute chat to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, like, I try not to bother... Christian too much with stuff, but every time I sit down and talk, oh, what, are you, what are you looking at? What are you working on? He's always got a new app or a new something. We've got a, awesome. we've got a bot. We've got a bot on the website now. It's like a little bot with my face on it. That says, hey, you want to know if you're uh, a good fit for practice ignition? And it just answers a bunch of questions. And through that, it actually qualifies and captures the details at the same time. Mm. But by the end of that two-minute interaction, you'll know and we'll know as well, like we'll know who you are and whether you're yeah. a good fit for us, but we'll tell you whether you're a good fit or not at yeah. the same time. Mm. Little stuff like that. We're already booking nearly 10 to 20 new demos a week through having a little bot on the website, something that yeah. someone can engage with. So it's, no, that's mm. awesome, isn't it? And it's really cool because it seems like what you do is uh, you go to, uh, you, you go into people and you're actually listening 
to the people who have the expertise in that area. So, um, so that's like, that's actually a skill that not a lot of people practice <laughs> is listening. So, but speaking about wizards, then, uh, would you say I'm the wizard of the office when it comes to ping pong? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might see we've got a ping pong uh, racket behind us there as well, and that's the that's the weekly trophy on the uh, on the other side. The chockies. Uh, yeah, uh, Tim actually broke the racket in anger this week because he uh, was uh, he'd lost too many games. So. Actually, it was too much, too much power in that strike, and uh, yeah, yeah, just a little crack <laughs> on the racket. So. For whatever reason, I like to like slap the bat on my like my thigh or whatever as I'm going. I'm like, on, like you know, and then just you know, one day it was just like bang, and you've. You know, Actually, that could have been how it happened. Yeah, quite it a similar been. thing. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often, but sometimes Dan wins a point and, and I get frustrated. frustrated. Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have a ping pong table as well at the uh, practice yeah. office. Yeah, most tech startups probably should have a ping pong table. We definitely do. And it definitely gets a good run. Awesome. Uh, we share an office with the guys at HubDoc as well as we used to share with the guys at Spotlight forecasting and reporting nice. as well. Yeah, yeah. So we get a little, you know, company rivalry and table tennis banging on, which is good. And then when I was at QuickBooks, they had a massive table as well. So, uh, so cool. yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> So that's uh, the second piece of uh, advice that we can take from this today so far is uh, get a ping pong table. Definitely get a ping pong table. You want to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ping pong is short, sharp games, right? It's like first to five, first to 11, yeah. Yeah. first to 21. Like you can do. So sometimes even when I'm in the office and Guy's in the office because he travels well, more than I do because he does all the international stuff and I get mm. stuck with all the domestic stuff. Yeah. I'm stuck with I enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Um, most of the time it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a meeting. It's like, oh, do you want to have a hit first? I'm like, yeah, let's just have a hit. And we'll just kind of use that as our 10, 15 minutes of warm-ups, actually just talk and... Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. That's a, it's the same together. with us. Yeah, we often like... Um, we air problems or like, ah, oh, this just happened or like, hey, how about this? Here's a win sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. you're right. It's a good... Uh, I think um, everyone sort of needs that space where they can just talk openly and, and uh, amongst yeah. the team. Um, yeah, and great for culture too, like like you said. I mean, I think I saw you guys have like a whiskey Friday afternoon or something like that. So We have implemented recently whiskey Fridays. Um, oh, yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> I, so I started week one and then it was like, look, that was so good. Let's do it again on week two. But because of my schedule and that, it's like, oh, well, whenever I'm around, we'll do it and yeah, I'm not there. Sometimes it'll happen, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't. But uh, yeah. as the two running accountants, we uh, we fully support that. Yeah. We definitely fully yeah. support whiskey. We uh, we may not have gotten our palate to a stage where it will accept uh, full blown whiskey, but uh, <laughs> but we will drink it uh, in the knowledge it's going to make us happy and relaxed. Oh, good. <laughs> How does this work? Are you guys both drunk right now? Is that what you're drinking? Or? Yeah, we, right. <laughs> no, we normally we have a few before we record, but we normally record after work on a Thursday night, and so that gives us a bit, bit more space to have a few and record the podcast. But uh, we've actually we went to go look in the fridge before, and we'd completely run out of all of our drinks, so we were pretty uh, devastated about that. Uh, not good. Yeah, it's not good. Right that's, to the pub after. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Exactly. I mean, it's almost it's almost three <laughs> thirty. So, um, so. I've, another thing from your uh, LinkedIn page, just on the right on the front, you said you exist to help small business bookkeepers, accountants transform yep. into new business models created by 
introduction of cloud technology. So yep. it'd be good to have a bit of a chat about what you see kind of the future of, you know, automation and yep. cloud technologies. And, you know, without, uh, without being complete MYB about it and telling people the cloud's great, we all know <laughs> that already. Uh, let's, yeah, so it'd be good to get your thoughts and, uh, and where you think that's heading. Oh man. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. And, and keep in mind, like, so we're talking to small business owners, um, people who um, may have just been um, moving across to like a cloud accounting software in the last couple of years. Um, it may not have many add-on apps and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's, that's all good. I think um, like for, especially for small business owners and I mean, accountants really no difference. They're also small business owners, but yeah. there's just a lot of stuff they don't know. And we're very comfortable in what we're exposed to. Accountants get exposed to cloud accounting, but they don't get exposed to necessarily to everything else that connects to it and everything in between. Yeah. The biggest thing I've been saying for a little while is that whilst we're loving and obsessed with cloud accounting, um, it always comes back to things like bank feeds and real-time access. So I'm like, well, that was fun seven years ago when yeah. it launched or, you know, 2007 is when Xero sort of first launched and started going with it. Um, but there's so many more cool things that you can do with just cloud tech in general. Like even if it's, you know, um, without going too far like Zapier type stuff, yeah, where yeah. I can automate emails to just happen automatically when someone registers yep. for a webinar or goes on my website or I can send in SMSs automatically. Yep. That stuff would be all about manually or having a developer to code stuff for you and it's getting less about that and just using the right um, tools that anyone can use. Like I'm yeah. not a developer, but yeah. I can automate, you know, the front end. And I've done this for some other friends' businesses, automated their front end of their business to have, just have emails and surveys go out automatically when things happen. Yeah. Um, so the barriers are just getting a lot lower. Yeah. But you don't know about it until you hear something like this and go, oh, I might go and check out what a Zapier is and yeah. what it does. Yeah. Until you chat to and he says, oh, hey, have you checked out Receipt Bank or HubDoc? You know, you can just automate all your receipts. If you're a small business owner, it's like, oh, you mean I don't have to code these things anymore? That's all I ever did because mm. creatively our brains don't think to look for stuff. We just stick with what we know we have to get done. Yeah. And so we, we follow, I follow a fair bit of um, what are, what's called sort of creative confidence. So there's a really good TED Talk called Creative Confidence and the guy that runs that TED Talk basically runs through how you can explore out of the norm and don't just do your everyday routine. Yeah, yeah. But how do you inject a little bit of innovation thinking yep. into your business? Like how do you approach a problem that you would normally have all the time and do it just a little bit differently? Yeah. And my best example, if I gave you a problem as an accountant or as a small business owner and I gave a web developer the same problem, you would both have different ways of building a solution Definitely. and the web developer looking for a way to automate it because yeah. they know how to yeah. versus you're probably going to export it in Excel, map it all out, import it back into your system and it's like, great, because that's yeah. what's normal. Yeah. 100%. But and that's like if you give my it... Whole world, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you go. Oh, no, I was going to say, so when you were saying the same before about, I guess, like my passion of trying to help um, people with technology and how to create new business models is because when you start putting those new beats of technology into your business, that can impact the way that you interact with your customers. It can yeah. change the way that you process your payments or when you process them or, or whatever it is because you've actually had to change the whole business model to accommodate all these new things in. And the only constant real thing around all this is all the change because it is happening so fast. 
um, even with you know all the uh, things like Bitcoin. Like a lot of people still don't understand it, and a lot of people are like you know should I be trying to offer that as a service? Like should I be able to process Bitcoin if I do? What can I spend it on? Like how does it all work? So yeah. there's um, there's a lot to come still, obviously, in the next couple of years, and we're only just seeing the emergence of a lot of really cool tech yeah. like that. Um, but the, the important thing is if it's not you, as I said before, find your wizards and just follow them, like let them yeah. tell you how it should be because you don't have to be an expert on it, but you can do a damn good job of knowing what you need to know. That's it. I totally agree. It's like, it's like you say, like um, everyone's problem or, or needs are different, so you've really got to like – Start with a blank canvas and, um, and uh, look at the options that are available to you. Um, and it's just figuring out. I mean, I kind of I feel like uh, it's figuring out the right mix or the right solutions to your problem. And, and like you said, I mean, depending on who you speak to, um, they'll have different thoughts. But that's probably a reason um, why to talk to several different people uh, from different industries or different businesses to see uh, what's working for them. Because... Totally. Uh, yeah, for some people, a problem in their workflow might be solved by a CRM solution or, or vice versa because, yeah, it just depends the way you're looking at things. So, um, yeah. The best thing I recommend is always to just start with the problem. Like, what's the problem that you're trying to solve? But then work your way back through to understand how was the problem caused in the first place. Yep. And once you get to that point of origin of what caused and stemmed that pain there, you'll start thinking of better ways to solve that origin point. Definitely. Which then can be from a million other different angles that you look at it. And the second thing, if you're trying to solve a problem for someone else, you can't do that if you don't have that empathy and you haven't walked in their shoes for that. And I recommend that if you're a small business, work, professional services working with other businesses, um, you do your job so much better when you understand who the other customer is. This is the only reason I can talk to accountants all day is because I... I've listened and learned as much as I can yeah. um, and through that realise that you've all got the same problems, you just don't realise it or yeah. you're all thinking differently about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, but I don't need to be an accountant to do that. I just need to listen and talk to as many as I can and then figure out how to solve the majority of those problems through what I hear from everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you've, you've kind of answered my next question already. I'll, I'll definitely let into it, but it would be, what would you foresee as the role of accountants and advisors moving forward in this new world, that, you know, this uh, new technology? And I think what you've hit on already really is just, you know, finding um, advisors that are going to sit down and listen to you and talk to you and are going to look around and advise on exactly all this technology and all this cloud stuff rather than just be your traditional, um, you know, we're going to process your tax return mm. once a year kind of account. Yeah. It comes down to how do you help your clients make better decisions. Um, you've got uh, all the data. I think AI and technology, I've seen some concept videos that kind of highlight where AI might be able to show you that you need a loan to help cover mm. um, a deficit or a cash flow problem, but the client doesn't actually know which route to take. Yeah. They don't know if they need a short-term loan or their invoices. They don't know if they need another line of credit, a new credit card, a new bank loan or whatever it may be. And I think the accountant's job is to help their client make better decisions and that will either be helping them present those options saying, hey, here's your options. Here's how we help you minimise your tax. So here's something we found and here's how you can solve it. Um, and it's less because you'll, you'll have to do like the compliance and that is the, um, will become the bare minimum. Like that will happen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it's the value and the advice that you add on top of that yep. that becomes most valuable to a small business owner. Because if you become the, um, that almost like a mentor to that client saying, hey, we can help you navigate through the scenario you're going through right now, 
Um, and we recommend, like, let's chat once a month, once a quarter, whatever yeah. it is. Like, talk to me about what you're thinking and we'll help you get to where you want to get to. Yeah. Um, I think for small business owners, they, when they find that they can talk to someone about it, about anything, right? That's like, oh, great. I didn't know you could do that for me. Because yeah. as far as I know, it's only ever been about, oh, okay, tax, compliance. I chat to you when I need to pay the government something. And that's a crap feeling. So it's about changing that mentality so that accountants actually aren't the, um, the bad people carrying, you know, waving the taxman's wand or whatever. Yeah. Um, actually there to help with uh, the business success and that advice that they can provide to help them navigate those decisions. Yeah, I think um, you hit on a couple of things there for me. Um, in that um, basically accounting is moving more to relationships, value-added services, and I guess um, um, more tight-knit interactions with clients. But I guess, could you also say maybe for small businesses in a range of other industries as well through technology that it's going to move from their base service if it's say, let's, let's look at the tradie, if it's going to move from a tradie just building a house and, and the client gets to drive by every week and see the house slowly grow and build to a tradie that may actually have a, um, a technology software um, app which can take progress photos and, and show them updates on the fly and, and I guess communicate where the build was at. Um, totally. That's something you see for, for small businesses in other industries and just accounting that technology will sort of shift the way they work. Yeah. I mean, even like you look at all the um, online delivery and all that sort of stuff, like you're a small business owner and say 10 years ago, you had to build your own website, hire your own drivers so that they could deliver your food and then someone has to enter your phone to make that booking versus now everyone gets on a Deliveroo or yeah. I was just say for but they obviously they packed up, but um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Again, this comes back to that barrier to entry is so low for small business owners. Yeah. Like they've got so much access to technology, and even the building center. I think Builder Trend does exactly what you just said. Like they that's can right. I had that in mind. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen that before, um, yeah. and, and that stuff's really cool. But it's just it's better access to data and better visuals, yeah. better um, integration, better engagement. Yeah, and if you can engage with clients better, more efficiently. Um, than anyone else down the road then because we all want to know more as much as we can. Yep. So the less you give me over a, well, especially with the building side, right? If I, if I have to go out and do the drive myself every time I'm there, yeah. um, which I'm sure it's fun to do because I'm excited anyway versus yep. just getting status reports on my phone as it happens. Yep. Um, it's so much more exciting. I can show it yep. to my friends. I can share it oh. on social media. Absolutely. So real estate agents now, like they get the drones out and they start doing circular view yeah. properties. Here's a virtual walk-in because for them, it's like they need to get as many people through the house as they can. How do I do that without them physically walking through the door? Yeah. And that's the problem we solve. We're like, okay, well, VR goggles or whatever it may be. You just you start to think in all these yeah. wild Mm. Yeah, it's exciting times, I think. Yeah. Uh, So another question for you that kind of relates to this. If you were starting a business, I mean, there's so much out there at the moment in terms of technology apps. Everyone's promoting that they're a cloud software of some description. How would you find the best mix for your business? What, what, how, where would you start in that process? I think, as you said before, you'd probably start at the problem and, and work your way out from there. But uh, yeah, it'd be good to hear what you think about that. Typically, it's started the problem, but I think it's a lot of research that goes into place. So, like for me, 
I don't know, if I want to be a builder, I might just search online building software for Australia. And mm-hmm. it's not the ads and the paid advertising I want to pay attention to. It's all the yeah. reviews mm-hmm. and the social proof. Because in this day and age, there's someone that has probably tested something that you're thinking about testing. Yep. So yeah. the more you can see how it's worked for them and potentially how it might work for you, that's great. Um, the most important thing there is just to not copy, replicate, duplicate it without thinking through what you need in your own personal as a business owner. Yeah. Um, and the more you can do that and, and analyse what's already available, you'll start to piece together what recipes have been working and what will work better for that person. Yeah, that makes sure. sense. Yeah, it sure. definitely does. I think another place to go would be even an accountant or other people who deal with yeah. you know, a lot of similar clients, a lot of people who are in the same situation and they're going to know what worked for them and what didn't work. Cloud integrator yeah. as well. That's- yeah, and that's why I think accountants are really becoming um, really important people in that business community because when you think about it from a, I don't know, you're, you're a business owner trying to do good networking. Everyone wants to be networking with an accountant, right, because they have lots of different types of business clients. And then if you're the um, uh, the accountant that specialises in a niche or a property market or whatever it may be, then again, you open up to being really popular and high value for different types of other segments. Yeah. Um, there's there's, there's uh, a lot of really places you can go, but it's just thinking, well, who else services those businesses? Because yeah. they'll have... Yeah. And like... I guess um, something you mentioned there kind of made me think as well. If we don't consider our needs when we're going out looking for the software or the technology that's going to help us, is there a risk that we could become a bit of a slave to um, several different um, solutions that aren't all working for me? And I'm just adding extra layers of complexity for myself. I think that'll happen over time anyway as a business grows and scales. It's about yeah. adapting and being able update and grow that. And I think the best thing about all the this cloud stuff is that it needs to all talk to one another. So like whatever I start with is my core CRM accounting system, whatever it is, it needs to be open and it needs to be able to talk to yeah. any other function that may happen now or in the future. Yeah. So even if I do from a million in revenue to 20 million in revenue, that the core of what I'm using stays the same and I'm only having to replace the outer applications to scale a bit more to be able to accommodate more staff Yep. more teams or um, integrate to a new website or, or whatever it may be. I think in 10, 20 years' time, that will just be the thing. Like it's, we won't be talking about it like that anymore. Um, I think it's just today because we're still getting our heads around it slowly yeah. and small businesses are slowly getting more exposure to it and operating and working with the right people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about awareness. Thing. You've got to have a almost like do a bit of a mind map and say, okay, here's my accounting. What else needs to plug into that? Yep. What then plugs, what connects the next? And it's just having the right processes all mapped out um, yep. and knowing where they are. So if something breaks, you know where to fix it or wherever yep. it may be. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. It's yeah. Like a big whiteboard is, is pretty helpful <laughs> for that scenario. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, what have we... Got next. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got some other notes here saying like if you were running a business, how would you find the right mix of software and tech? But I think we've covered off on that that. quite well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, what about your personal life? Have you got any um, life hacks that you are uh, running at the moment? Yeah, life hacks. Um, I mean, my my office is just kind of wherever I am, right? Like today it's at home. Yesterday it was in 
Brisbane tomorrow, it's going to be in Melbourne, um, and then it's Brisbane again next week, right? So yeah. I think as long as I've got my phone, my laptop, um, and everything I'm using is cloud-based, then yeah. I'm fine. Like, I can do anything, anywhere, and it happens all the time. I'll be in the car, and I'll get a message from someone saying, hey, you need to fix your landing page, you've stuffed it, you broke something, you've done it. It's like, yeah, cool, stop on the phone, I'm in the taxi, I'm like trying to like pinch it in so that I can <laughs> stuff on the phone, right, because they're not massive, but you're trying to fix the yeah, landing page. That's it. Um, that's it. But you can totally do it, right? Or the yeah. fact that, you know, we're doing this over Zoom today, yeah. in yeah. the 10, 20 years time, probably be in goggles in a virtual meeting room. Yeah, uh, yeah. Creeping a virtual, a virtual whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> virtual whiskey. <laughs> it gets a little bit black mirror when you start like imagining the future of technology, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's some great yeah, things. But like, uh, there's going to be some interesting, interesting times ahead with it, isn't there? Like, yeah, but in my house, everything's Bluetooth. We run an MBN. Like, I'll have my phone streaming music all day through the the woofer and the speakers over there, and just you know, I can turn that all down on the phone. I can. Um, not like groundbreaking stuff or whatever, but yeah, it's a pretty, the yeah. more connected you have, yes, yeah. um, the more exciting it is. But yeah, if I want to stop watching something there, put it on the phone, put it on the laptop, yeah. um, it's not, it's not hard to do. Like it's just about setting yourself up to yeah. be able to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, um, so have you ever invented anything? Like when I was younger, I was quite the inventor. Um, uh, I, I, <laughs> I came up with this idea that, uh, getting out of bed is quite tough, right? So, uh, so my solution to that was a pillow that could kind of like shake you a little bit. Um, at the time, um, the name I, the name I came up with was the, the vibrating pillow. <laughs> Probably not the most marketable product. Uh, maybe these days it might be the eye pillow or the e pillow. <laughs> that <was a> terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Have you ever had any bright ideas of your own or uh, sort of any inventions that, that you would uh, follow through? I feel like I'm really good at coming up with ideas for other people when they've got a problem and things to think through. Yeah. 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 Um, because for me, naturally, my brain wants to try and break that apart and go, oh, why don't you try it in this way? Or have you thought about attacking yeah. from different lens or just or whatever it may be? Um, in terms of my own personalities, I feel like they come up a fair bit, but I think knowing how much it takes to build a, yeah. a company platform and the amount of money you need to invest to build that sort of thing. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. pretty happy doing it for a startup or for someone else to do it because yeah. like I know what my skill sets are and what I'm really good at. Yeah. Um, again, trying to think of an idea that is like truly original is quite also That's true. Hard. I'm sure someone else has thought of the vibrating pillow. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking like, maybe you should make it deflate or something so that when they go to sleep. That's true. See, he's an improver. Yeah, he's I, an improver. Well, yeah. I was kind of thinking about this the other day too. What about like a, um, a self-heating pillow or cooling pillow? I think that would that'd be pretty cool too. So, do you need a heated pillow? Or do you get yeah. a cold <laughs> in winter? I think Tim's inventing things without a problem here. I don't, I'm not sure people want this. I've seen um, alarm clocks where it's like a mat, like a mat that you have to yeah. stand on. Yes, hey. actually, that is true. Yes, stand on the mat that turns the alarm off. Or if you've seen the other one where it's like a little helicopter in the alarm clock, and then as soon as the alarm goes, it shoots out of the bed. You have to go. <laughs> And then put it back in the clock. That's brilliant. No forces to get out of bed, otherwise the thing just keeps going off. So that's, that's a great brilliant. idea. Um, uh, I'm on the right track then. I'm yeah, on the right definitely. Track. Yeah. Uh, 
Vibrating pillow, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the e-pillow. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that probably comes to the end of the questions that we'd kind of thought of and we kind of got through basically what we were hoping to discuss. But did you have anything else to add at the end? Anything else you want to have a chat about? Uh, look, I think the biggest thing if you're, you know, if you're a small business owner, the best thing you can do is just make sure you've got the right advice and you're aware of what um, tools and tech are available to you. And I think yeah. it's... Uh, just because everyone in your industry is doing it a certain way doesn't mean you have to do it that way. Yeah. Um, and it's just about I look at other industries, look at how other people. That's where I get a lot of my inspiration for anything. Really, it's looking at how other businesses do something. Okay, how could that work for us? How could that work for accounting mm-hmm. uh, or whatever it is? And then go cool. Well, if we knowing what I know now, knowing how to build that using, you know, the right um, tools or suite of apps or whatever. Yep. Um, it's, it's just a mindset. I think as long as you open up your mindset and you know all the right people, or if you don't know, then just go and meet them, go and learn, then you're, uh, you're on the right track. Yeah. 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 Good advice. Yeah. Solid cool. advice. I like it. Yep. Cool. All right. That probably, uh, that probably does us for today. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate you making the time. No worries, guys. I hope it lives up to the dream guest expectations. Yeah, well, we'll oh. see. You might be removed from the list, you know. We, got <laughs> no, we might well, shift back to number yeah. two. Elon's, Elon's, uh, yeah, Elon's refusing to get back to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll, you'll have to remove me now. I've been on the show, so you'll have to put it on Guy Pearson or something like that. Yeah, yeah well, that's true. He's, he's actually yeah. coming on in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that yeah. one too, actually. You'll have to you'll have to get, prep him up and uh, yeah, tell him what the experience is like speaking to the two guys. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a good story to tell, so you'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he is yeah. an impressive boy. So, all right, cool, mate. Awesome. Cheers. All right, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll chat to you later. Sounds great. Have a good one. I really enjoyed that, Dan. That was a great interview. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic interview. And Shred's uh, a good bloke. I'm looking forward to drinking some whiskey with him. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, playing some ping pong. Yeah, we should start Whiskey Fridays, Tim. It's a shame. like He's such a good guy, but I would have to assert my ping pong dominance over him. Yeah, I mean, come on, Tim. I mean, we'd all have to assert that dominance <laughs> over everyone. I, I, I actually, we've already challenged, you know, the good people of Queensland Tennis Centre or whatever it's called, where my brother works, and now we're tra- challenging... <laughs> Practice ignition and, and everyone in their office. I'm putting the call out. Every everyone in their office. I think you said was it Re- Receipt Bank or a few others were in the in. Oh, was there Spotlight? In there Spotlight. That was it. Yeah. Spotlight work from his office. They used to anyway. We'll uh, we'll be challenging everyone. Yeah, we're writing checks that our ass can cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think that uh, that leads us into our other things this week, Tim. Yes. Do you have another thing? I do. I do, actually. Um, it's actually relating to AFL. You know, I'm a large AFL supporter. I do. Who's your team? Uh, Essendon. Oh, how have they gone this year? I don't Marty Bombers. They've won 16 premierships, equal most ever in the history of AFL, VFL. Oh, so nice. So, I, I would have seen them in the past couple of years. Would I, I would have? not be disputed about the club's greatness. Uh, I would have so seen the them in the past few years <laughs> in the grand final. No? This, isn't, this isn't the point. I'm of actually my looking at your computer screen right now, Tim, and there's a there's a Bombers logo that says Premiers 2000. Don't look Is that, at that the last time they won the Grand Final? That's not for you. Don't that was 18 that. years ago. Seems a while. That's confidential information. Seems a while. Anyway, go on. So, uh, the All Australian team was named last night. If you're not sure what that is, Dan, it's a team of all the best players in Australia. It's like a from the from the AFL from yeah. the AFL exactly. Yeah. They pick their best 22 mm. from each position. Um, and every year everyone debates it. There's players that miss out, obviously, 
there's hundreds of players in the AFL. So so. If you make the bench, does that mean you're like, <laughs> you were almost going to make <laughs> the, the main field? Is, there is. There's four people that make the yeah, bench every year. There's 22 on the field. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was thinking, Dan, mm. this is a very accountant's way of looking at the All-Australian team. Okay. I want to come up with style. the money ball <laughs> Australian team. I knew where this was going. <laughs> I want to know the best value for money AFL players in the land. Do you know what that would help you with? Your fantasy league. Oh, it really would. Although, I mean, that's stats why. Well, that's true. It probably would help. It's all stats. Yeah, it probably would help. You, you want to go off goals, tackle. Like, what, what but then it? again, looking at fantasy players is very different than looking at the real AFL players. What does a back, for instance, in your fantasy team get judged on? Is it, do, Most you only well, get judged on goals or is it yeah, like you do. tackles, the, rucks? It's tackles, marks, marks. rucks. Dan, rucks. Dan, Dan, Dan. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, a good defender actually is a bad fantasy player because all they do is spoil and negate. Yeah, opposition. you should. So they're not getting stats. They should be marked on on spoils yeah, and things and like there that. There is um, there's another type super coach that does actually give them a point per spoil. Not a lot, but but the the real fantasy doesn't give them any points. It's only on goals, really. Yeah, it's just negating. I mean, yeah, that's, that's not that hard. Mm. So uh, yeah, anyway, that was my thought. Moneyball All Australian team. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, that's a good and one. And then Champion Data AFL should be able to do that. I believe. I, th- I reckon there would definitely be a statistician working for the AFL that could put that together. If we could get them in touch with some programmers, maybe Trent knows someone we can get them in touch with and, yeah, uh, and, and we could make the... This is a much, much, much better idea than a uh, vibrating pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, mate, this has I was legs. in bloody year five when I came up with vibrating pillows, all right? I was ahead of my time. <laughs> this I has a, legs. I had a lot of doubters, yeah. all right? I've got an idea. A pillow that vibrates every time your fantasy league team gets a goal, gets a point. <laughs> Just so you know, Dan, <laughs> I made my own vi- vibrating pillow and it works brilliantly. <laughs> I do not want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> it doesn't really work very well as an alarm, but if you just want to turn it on and off, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, I don't really have another thing this week. Um, I'm trying to think really? if, I've, if I've done anything. Oh, wait, no, I do. <laughs> I, I have a couple of other things. I have a couple of other things. I wrote them down. Here we go. Also, we've got to shout out the uh, the Facebook comments on our post. So, yes. I'll, I'll look that up. So, my, my first one is that... Uh, my friend that I mentioned last week that's moving to Singapore, uh, yes. Kurt Dimmick, KD. Uh, was actually our 100th follower on Twitter. Now, listeners, I know you don't think that's a lot, oh. and we need your help in that department. Yeah, we so do. So, please get on. Follow us on Twitter. Like us. Like us on, like on us. Facebook. Please rate and review us on Apple or wherever you listen to the podcast because it helps people find us. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give Kurt a shout out. Uh, our 100th listener. You should follow him as well. Thanks uh, for following. Uh, no, not, not listener. Not 100th listener. 100th follower 100th on Twitter. Follower. I, I should... Um, I'll tag him in the show notes today uh, and that way people can follow him. He's a, a, a blockchain insurance guy. I'm moving to Singapore. So, if you're interested in, in that kind of stuff, you should follow him. Maybe we should get him on the show. I'll get Kurt on the show. We could use Zoom. That'd be cool. All right. So, that's that's my other thing this week. My other thing I wrote down was Tim broke the racket in anger. But we've already... We've covered that. <laughs> Let me just tell everyone that. It's we've covered completely, that. It's completely false. Um, so, yeah. We had some great comments on our uh, Facebook post mm-hmm. about do you use technology to save time? Yep. Because uh, we were looking for life hacks. Yes. Um, Michael Withers, our fellow accountant. Yes. Yep. And ping pong... Ping pong uh, third placer. Extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- that's pretty good. No, it's great. 
It's not first. No, it's not all second. Um, yeah, he said, he said using two screens to study uh, is a life hack for him because he only has to spend half as much time studying. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure the math checks out, but I like it. So, he's thinking of getting two more, Dan. Yeah, and, well, he uh, a quarter of the time it takes. We're actually him. thinking, yeah. I mean, he, he said then he would, all he'd have to do is read the subject outline and he'd just get HDs. So. <laughs> well, I would like for him to experiment with that and see what happens. <laughs> um, Bill? Yep, William. William. He uh, he put up a nice photo of uh, Homer. Yeah, <laughs> wearing a uh, what is that? What do you call it? It's a moo moo. A moo. <laughs> it's a moo moo, and he's using a stick to. <laughs> that's that's stick the episode to, where he gets yeah. so fat that he doesn't go to work. He yeah, can work from home. Work from home. Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> that's a really uh, Simpsons were ahead of their time with that. They're well like ahead of their time now in their yeah. moos. So. Uh, Jake Dafter is a long-time listener, first-time responder. Oh, hello, Jake. Nice for you to uh, write in. So, he thinks um, with the cloud, um, just the simple things as in Bluetooth in cars, and he's got a nice emoji mm. of a car, mm. to talk between appointments, email on your phone, nice little emoji mm. of a phone, to access and uh, access and respond to anyone at any time or place. So, yeah, I think Trent actually got into that a little bit, just saying, have everything connected. Yep. That, that was Trent's hack, really, just saying, have yep. everything connected and... Uh, and working together and allow you from work from anywhere. So, really, what we've done there is we've encapsulated yeah. Bill's comment with Homer working from home <laughs> and Dafter's, Jake Dafter's comment of all these connected things. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Like, you, with technology, it's not going to work very well for you unless you use it to its full potential. Mm, correct. So. Yeah, and uh, Jade Jade also had a nice uh, little comment about mm. using her smartphone to prove me wrong on the go. So, that's, uh, that's yeah. a great use of technology. I mean, Thanks, Jade. She's pretty good at it while being put, like standing put, being at work, being at home. <laughs> but being on the go would definitely add an extra dimension to to her ability to do that. Yeah, it's great. It's actually great knowing that at any, any one point in time, I can mm. be put in my place. Yeah, you idiot, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> uh, that was Jade. <laughs> Jade. Alright, well, that probably sums us up. It's been a pretty long episode today, um, both yeah. with our interview, but I hope everyone enjoyed it. And uh, as we said, please like us on Facebook. Please like us. Two Drunk Accountants. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, at Two Drunk Podcast. Send us an email if you've got a question, uh, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com. Or definitely rate us or leave a comment for us on Apple or anywhere that you find our podcast because it really helps people find us. So, Tim, thank you for being on the podcast today. I appreciate you making the time. Thank you for your uh, almost fully truthful comments, even though you make up horrible lies <laughs> I don't, rumors come and on, innuendo. Tim, grow up. I don't make up any time. You're on the dark side of the ping pong table. That's where you are. Well, sometimes we win. On that note, (laughs) we will catch you later. Bye-bye.